So welcome everyone to the next edition of the More Croft Means Business podcast. Delighted today to be joined by um, Graham, who's, who's a director at um, the Rediscovery at London Legal. And Graham's um, an expert, really. His main responsibilities are guiding legal teams through the discovery process with in litigation or investigations and increasingly data subject access requests, Graham. And you know, I suppose the first thing to look at, and welcome, of course, First thing I think to talk about, Graham, is just a, a hint to our, our listeners. What does he, what's e-discovery mean? Yeah, no, hi, Matt. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Um, so e-discovery, e, e it's, um, it's often one of the questions you get around the Christmas table trying to explain this to, to families about what you do for a living. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, um, it's the process that we go through where we're using technology um, to review and analyze electronic evidence. So whether that's in sort of litigation or, or, or sort of corporate investigations, getting uh, legal teams or case teams access to, um, to, to electronic data or evidence that's relevant to the, the particular matter that they're dealing with, allowing them to sort of search large volumes of it um, and essentially kind of produce it to a third party, whether that's in disclosure, in, in litigation or use it as evidence in a, in a court of law. So that, that's, that's what the technology is used for. Yeah, and I think I think we probably first came across each other when I think you, you your one of your previous companies you're at you helped us out with a um, discovery exercise when we um, thought that an, an ex employee maybe had been you know doing some rather interesting things with the confidential information they're taken from our clients and I think you helped kind of I think schedule all of that together which was really useful um, in a way that we could use at court so. Um, I certainly think that kind of organisation of electronic documents and sifting them certainly helped us out there. But I know from our conversations recently, increasingly, I think people are using that sort of software platform to look at um, data subject access requests. Are you starting to see see that as well in, in, in your world of work? Exactly right, Matt. It, it, it's, it's becoming um, a, a lot more common to, to sort of using um, the software um, and, and techniques kind of outside of kind of standard litigation and, and subject access requests is definitely an area um, that we've seen an increase, um, especially kind of since um, the introduction of the GDPR and um, a, a more sort of uh, raised awareness of, of of people's individual rights to, um, to to sort of knowing what sort of data or, or personal information that organisations and um, employees kind of hold about them. Um, so it, it, the the sort of privacy teams and, and data protection officers are starting to use kind of the discovery tools to help them through through the the subject access request kind of process that they need to go through. And are you starting to see more inquiries around data subject access requests? Because I see it as a quite a hot topic at the moment. Yeah, most certainly. I think it's probably for, for us, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's increasing year on year. Um, and we're kind of stepping into a little bit of an unknown um, at the moment. And it's, it, whether it's the sort of calm before the, the storm hits with regards to the end of the um, sort of furlough scheme, because of the pandemic um the increasing unemployment um often employees will use subject access requests as a as a mechanism to kind of find out um 
any sort of potential evidence within a, an organization ab ab about them and um, so kind of digging for, for, for information if it's um to do with a with an employment sort of matter um so we we get inquiries from sort of both sides of the fence but we typically kind of help out the employers that have to go through um the searching and disclosure of of personal information back to back to subjects that that, that are requesting it yeah, I think that echoes with, with what I'm seeing is, is certainly even thinking the run up to lockdown, we were seeing an increasing trend from employees making data subject access requests. And um, maybe I'm a cynical employment lawyer, but I think only in a small number of occasions where people are actually interested in the data that people held about them. I think uh, m most of the time it's either a fishing expedition to find that smoking gun that says no one liked this person, and therefore let's sack them and come up with a completely spurious reason um, and, and that doesn't happen that often or frankly and I'm sure we'll touch on it because of the problems caused to employers in responding to these data subject access requests it was just another lever that employees can can pull to kind of push um, employers towards settlement just simply so they don't have to deal with it exactly right it's a very it, it can be a very laborious task for for the employers um to to have to sort of trawl through their systems and and search for personal information when you're right often is the case the the individual is is is, is on a fishing expedition sort of trying to find evidence against the employers um for for, for whatever reason that they were you know from if it was a a dismissal or something like that or um whatever the case may be um but i think from a it, it, it's, it's probably quite important to just to sort of mention on the fact that you know we, we typically deal with subject access requests when it's either HR or sort of legal related, um, where they're using le uh, legal technology to, to do these things. But I suppose on, on, on the wider picture from a, um, just to touch on the point for sort of on, in a con consumer kind of world, I think over the last few years, there's a definite sort of distrust between individuals and companies um, about sort of what information uh, companies are, are storing about them how they're using it and sort of how they're sharing it um, I mean the, the obvious examples like the sort of Cambridge Analytica don't help the situation um, uh, uh, but, but again it's kind of it's, it's just sort of touching on that point really for, for us it's very much a case of the the, the legal side of um, DSARS where, where we get involved and some of the other sort of contributing factors to the increase that we've seen um, is probably down to sort of some of the policies that were introduced uh, with, with within the GDPR regulation um, things like the, the the right to be forgotten um, or uh, taking simply taking away the cost of these things to it to employees to actually sort of put in a, um, a request they don't have to pay for the work that the employers have to go and do um, which in turn can encourage the, the the malicious nature of putting a request in let's say and I think on 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 the flip side of that, for, for us as a business, and sort of the you know seeing seeing an increase in sort of the use of technology for the for, for this kind of use case as opposed to kind of standard disclosure and litigation, um, it's it's led to an increase in kind of third party tools to help organisations manage this process, um, manage the, the the sheer volumes of data um, that organisations hold on. Um, 
just in general um and and it's really a kind of a case of sort of helping with the with the software but also the kind of the workflows that um in-house kind of data privacy or data protection officers have to have to go through so we've seen we've seen an increase in in the in the in subject access requests themselves but an advancement in the technology that kind of helps the process okay that's not that i can see the the, the connection between the yeah. two um, yeah. I, I, I think you touched on it in, in, when you were just talking there one of the problems i think that certainly clients that i talk to face when dealing with uh, subject access requests responding to them is just simply the amount of time and resource it can take internally and um, particularly I suppose because it's not like the good old days when someone used to make a request and we could just photocopy their personnel file and give it back to them you know organizations must hold personal data in a whole host of places that you need to search it, it, exactly when when you when you consider um the the sort of the mountain of of data that gets generated um within you know with even within sort of small to mid tier sized organizations the technology is it's funny that the, the technology um is 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 a big part of the problem as well as it is this kind of solution um we generate so much information that then you know uh, uh, and a subject can then request and it, it, it creates this kind of daunting feeling for a company to have to sort of trawl through their systems um, to, to find to find personal information and then they've got to worry about the fact that um, by by doing that what, what information it can um, to what information can kind of turn up and they've got to they've got to ensure that they don't uh breach any um any of the regulations with regard to sort of disclosing confidential information or disclosing third-party personal information so it's quite a daunting task for companies to go through so i guess it's that kind of not just accessing them but it's kind of sorting the information and then um redaction of, of any details that aren't relevant and also kind of sifting any third-party information it, it, exactly yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a very sort of clear defined process that has that that um that you have to go through but each step itself um can can be quite a laborious sort of task and uh, we'll, we'll come on to sort of the ways that technology can kind of help that i'm sure um but it's uh it, it's a bit of a uh, conundrum with regards to the regulation as well i suppose because you, organizations are encouraged to only hold information that's kind of necessary that they need to but data is so valuable um within companies that they you know that they they're often sort of holding a lot more information than they should be therefore when a detail crops up um and if it's if it's a particularly complex one or it's a, a senior individual at a company that's been there for a long time it's a hell of a lot of information they need to sort of search so, so if, if if you're a if you're an employer that's faced with it with a DSAR, you know it's going to be quite complicated. You know we've got the problems of finding it, sorting it, making sure we're not giving away third party details. So, how can technology help with that? Good question. <laughs> um, I think with uh, when when 
when you're sort of faced with the the, the process to start, te the, there's technology out there that's kind of de that's specifically designed to help with the overall kind of process of sort of how you would go about collecting the information to start with, harvesting that information, um, techniques and tools that you can use then to sort of search through the information sort of in an automated way. Um, through to analyzing it and, and reviewing it to make sure that what you're looking at and what you're potentially disclosing is kind of relevant to the to the original scope of why why the 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 subject kind of put the request in in, in the first place and then you, you mentioned there the, the the redaction process now that can be done um either sort of manually if you've got a small a small amount of uh data to to to, to disclose or there's 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 automated redaction tools that can be used as well so where you're where you input information um or sort of personal information that you want redacted or if there's confidential information there that you need to look at on an individual basis you can then redact that um redact that information sort of and and, and then disclose it to, to the subject so it's it's quite a um it's quite a a lengthy process i suppose as, as we talk through it but the technology is there to sort of support it and automate it and make things more efficient because i think the biggest problem that is faced by companies is is the time it can take to do these exercises and therefore therefore the cost if you haven't got the expertise um at hand yeah, no, I, I, I certainly think, you know, anything that can smooth the process just on, you know, the practical issues of redaction, um, having been through a number of these exercises in the good old days where we had to, you know, physically copy documents and then get our black marker pen out and scribble them over and then realise <laughs> if you hold them up to the light, you can actually see and you're looking at the back of the document you can see it so then you have to copy it again. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know it, it, it took an awful long time and I think, you know, anything that 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 speeds that process up and um, and i know from some of the exercises where we've worked together for clients you know there was a i think one example i think you know just in terms of email traffic that we had to sort i think there was what something like seventeen thousand emails or something like that um and you know i think what we were able to, what what the client was able to do was using some technology rather than having to look at those manually was sift those into emails that may be about the individual rather than just emails they'd been copied in on and then also identify some of that third party information. So it's certainly, you know, the systems are designed to crunch, you know, large, you know, it's, it's, it's designed to crunch large numbers of, of, of large amounts of data. It, it is exactly and i think um with a lot of the um access requests and, and, and the one you mentioned there that, that we that we're dealing with it's the, the information that the subject is after is often in the communication so and the, the, the communication tools that organizations use it, it, email systems um online communication tools um all those things that um where, where the juicy stuff might be for, for the subject and, and that, on that particular example where um, which is which is quite an average size um, matter for us to deal with where you're looking at you know tens of thousands of, of emails to, to go through um, the the process there is through sort of using well first of all kind of using deduplication methods so you're not having to go back over the same email um, uh, or to revisit the same information an email threading analysis actually was one of the things we did on that case where of course we're we're only really interested in 
or, or it's much easier to look at the last email in in a in a thread of emails or in, in a thread of communication so techniques within the software can pull out only that that one in email that's the inclusive one that holds all the information rather than you sort of having to click and review the 15 20 30 emails prior to that email that on a, on a on a um kind of a, a linear fashion you can just sort of look at the one particular email that looks at looks at all the information so that's quite a quite a very a, a, a useful way to to manage the time it can take to go over this this stuff and are you finding that that as well as producing that get pulling that data together for clients that your your team and your consultants are helping them kind of sift the data just to kind of maybe put some search parameters in or something like that so that they can maximize so i guess you know you don't know what you don't know in terms of what you're looking for but you know your consultants typically kind of get involved in helping that sift process it, it, exactly you you, you you really kind of need that um, that that level of kind of support when you're using the the software. If if you if if you haven't kind of used these tools um, before, um, even though they're very simple to use from a from a um, a user perspective, they're very complex systems where the experts in them can do very very sort of powerful things to make the life easier for for the for the lawyers that are having to kind of go through this or the the, the in-house kind of teams that are looking or eyeballing the information steps can be taken um by the experts to, to sort of get you to a to a level where the the volume of data that you're actually looking at is is manageable um so yeah so that, that that's a very good point to, to to sort of pick up on um relying on the 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 expertise of, of people that are in this industry to, to sort of do that the technologists of this world is, is is definitely a recommendation when you when you're when you're faced with one of these yeah and, you know if, if if you're if you're talking to an employer who's just been hit with a fairly complex request from an employee what sort of have you got any advice on sort of the first steps to take the first couple of things that, that they need to think about yeah they de definitely i think um perhaps even even before that step is is the the sort of preparation you can do um beforehand before you even sort of receive a request um and i i definitely say now is even if you haven't had to deal with one of these before and that now is definitely the time to get um to get your your, your ducks in a row for it and that's really kind of to to create a um, an internal kind of process and, and and really sort of document that process, identify the the, the stakeholders within the organisation that you're going to need to rely on, um, become friends with your with, with your IT personnel because they're going to be they're going to be the ones that are kind of stepping away from their day to day um, roles and, and being asked to um, to to, to to start the process and, and potentially extract information and then do things they might not they might not have done before um so 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 doing that is is it is it, certainly encouraged um and i think once you've once you've documented it it will certainly enforce the process and make your life a hell of a lot easier than um than, than what it might be and and whilst you're doing it kind of consult those teams because there will be um 
there'll be ideas that you know IT teams engineering teams can can build automated tools where you can go to them and 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 present the 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 request and and they will be able to do things immediately which will save a hell of a lot of time um further down the line um and then I suppose once you've, you know, when when you do receive the requests, make sure that you're that you're really defining the scope um, and agree that with the subject if you can, and try to get a real understanding as to sort of what the underlying reason is that they're they're, they're coming to you in the first place. Um, that again can be can be can be a, um, a good time saver. Um, and, and you know, not not to not to sort of pull the book on anyone, but really sort of you know consult um, the Article Thirty of the GDPR, um, which is your your your, your records um, of, of processing activities. So so you kind of know um, what's happening within the organisation. Um, and of course, I would I would strongly recommend using using technology throughout the throughout the process to make it more efficient. Those are, those are definitely some of the things I would, I would recommend for the for the first steps. Yeah, I certainly think that echoes kind of my, certainly I think f- from my perspective, it's always trying to define what the timescales are for a response. So are we on, you know, a month to respond or can we use the additional two months to respond? Making yeah. sure that's very clear to avoid any sanction from the information commissioner's office. But also a really good point you made, Graham, was just to kind of analyse what is it the, the, the employee is looking for. You know, mm. if someone puts in a very wide, can I have all my personal data, please? The chances are they don't want everything from five years ago. What they're probably looking for is, for example, anything that relates to the redundancy exercise or anything of relates course, to yeah. being furloughed. So I think employers should, I'd encourage, I'd always encourage an employer to go back and ask questions um, as to, to clarify the scope of the request, even to the extent of asking, you know, are there any particular senders of emails that they think may have the information anything you can do to narrow that that down i guess give give kind of your team if, if, if people are using e-discovery which i think they should and um, try and give them a little bit more to 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 go on in terms of narrowing search yeah no it, 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 it'll obviously kind of help with those with those malicious kind of requests as well if if um it if you're if you're able to kind of push back and define um, the, the the scope of of the search as opposed to um, an employee just sticking in a subject access request because they're annoyed that they lost their job or or, or they they had a falling out with the organisation so they just wanted to create headaches and and um, something painful for them for them to do and, and it is a costly exercise as well so if, if you can get um, if you can define the a clear scope of the, of the search that that'll obviously help help a lot well actually but what going back to sort of one of the points with regards to the, the technology one of the things that I, I didn't perhaps sort of touch on it which again helps with the um, efficient sort of uh, process that you can go through is when you're considering um, third party uh, personal information and of course you'd be in breach if you disclosed um, that information to the subject um, the it, it, I suppose it's where the, the technology the technologists kind of do get quite excited about this with regards to sort of searching for information that we that we as individuals don't know about so it can pick up on 
Um, it can search for or against a database of names or a database of addresses, um, all sorts of things, quite a, a extensive sort of um, terms that it can go out and do automatically and bring that information and highlight it to, to the case teams that are, that are looking at this stuff, which again, um, saves the time in terms of sort of trawling through documents one by one, um, can take days, weeks, months, whereas software and technique can 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 bring that to the forefront um it can do things very very quickly um so all of these things considered it it, it you know when, when you ask the question about the first steps that em employers can can take is 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 that consideration around the technology that can be used um to make the whole process more efficient yeah and i think uh, you know employers i don't think should be under any kind of illusion to try and do this manually for, any, for anything for anything that is other than a very straightforward request is is hugely difficult and i think you know even if even if you think you can do it you know you, you try reading through 100 emails and then see how efficient you are in terms of identifying information at the end of that and um you know and i think employers certainly one of the things I see is, is employers kind of pushing back and saying, but this is just, you know, a fishing expedition. Um, and in the good old days, we'd have probably just gone back to the employee and said, this is a fishing expedition. It's not what the data protection legislation was designed for. Um, but with GDPR, I know that's kind of, you know, taken away from us at the moment. Mm. And effectively, the employees can make that request. So I think employers do need to be ready to, to, to deal with that. Uh, yeah, no. One one last point on that: the, the the regulators certainly don't look 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 lightly on on employers that um, use that as an excuse, or, or 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 even the excuses that it's too too complex. There's too much data for us to look through. Therefore, it's not proportionate to what what we think it is. I haven't seen um, I haven't seen uh, any sort of requests be turned over due due to due to excuses like that. So no, it's a good point. Yeah, I think at most, normally if it's complex, I'd be saying we'll take you additional two months to sort the request out. Um, yeah. And I, I know there's a bit of a debate at the moment about whether employee data subject access requests are complex or not. But yeah. I, I tend to fall in the category that they are simply because of the amount of information that you need to look at. Um, yeah. um, and, and it, you know, it's not it's not like you can just press a button and this stuff just spews out. You know, you have to you know you have to do some work around it as well. Um, yeah, that, that, that's fantastic. Thank you. I'm sure hopefully anyone listening will have got an overview as to, you know, I don't think we've, we've downplayed what a pain dealing with data subjects access requests can be, <laughs> but also hopefully have taken some something from it in terms of some tools that are out there and available. And I'll make sure I include some links as well on the, 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 the podcast description and things so people can link through and, and, and pick up with, with, with London Legal because I'm, I'm sure it'll be of interest to a lot. So Thank you very much, Graham. And no doubt we'll um, we'll speak soon the next time my clients have a data subject access <laughs> request and I start banging my head on the desk. Yeah, no, Matt, Matt much much appreciated. Thanks, thanks for the invitation to to speak with you. Cool. We'll catch up soon. Cheers.